If you're thinking, I should go for a run today, but it looks like it could rain, Sierra says, save on epic rain jackets. If you're also thinking, but I can't go out in these beat up old running shoes, Sierra says, save on top brand running shoes. And if you're still thinking, but I'm also busy performing brain surgery, well then we say, you really should have led with that. Sierra, let's get moving to your local store, like now, go. Welcome to the BBC Good Food podcast with me, Barney Desmazri, and Italian chef, author, and TV personality, Gennaro Contaldo. This was recorded live at the BBC Good Food show back in November. So welcome to the BBC Good Food podcast, live from the BBC Good Food show in Birmingham. This is our, my favourite dish podcast, and it gives me great pleasure to welcome to the stage Gennaro Contado. Big round of applause, please. Gennaro, how are you? Very well indeed. I'm so Barney. Oh. My God, I'm so pleased to be here at the BBC Good Food Show. You know, that yeah. is incredible. I know for you for many years. We have. We've been working with lots of Barney many years. We've been cooked so much of everything. I think the what first... What a pleasure. Yeah, the first time, I think, many, many, many years ago when you used Not to many, come... Not many, many. It's not that <laughs> many, 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 many. Yeah, uh, it was only 50-odd years ago. 50? Not the, I think... You know, I actually think it was about 20 when uh, you were here with Carluccio. Yeah, 20. 20. God bless God. his soul. My God. Yeah, oh, do you know what? Talking about Antonio Carluccio, every year we make short summer... Winter show, most of it was winter show. And me and Tony will come up and stay two, three days, do it almost an every day. I missed him so much. Oh. So I come up with a show and I want him to be a part of it. But Antonio's not here anymore. So I always put in my pocket. Oh. You can see a picture of him. Such argument we used to have him together. <laughs> but, you know, just... Uh, Remind me, and you know, he's always around. I do believe uh, these yeah. things. Uh, yes, it is five years now, Tony disappears. And uh, yeah, we, we've done so much working together. We worked for 36 years. Wow. We opened a Carluccio and yeah. many other restaurants and so and so and so. We've done a lot of TV programs. And that's where you YouTube. met Jamie at Neil, at Neil Street when you originally... And Jamie comes in New Street. Jamie was a very young boy in those days. Used to go to school to him, yep. college yep. to him. Yeah. And uh, so he went in Vincent Square College in uh, Victoria, London. Very young boy. But don't forget, Jamie already had experience. From his dad's pub. In the, in the kitchen, yeah. because his mother and father, you know, well, they're the pub. And in, uh, in the, what's it called? Uh, they call them the, the cricketers. The cricketers, yeah. And uh, so it, Jamie, In Saffron Molders. Saffron Molders, I was in and out. So after his course, uh, they asked him what he wanted to do it, what kind of cuisine he wanted to learn. You know, in those days, there were many super chefs. You know, I was... Uh, Marco Pierre White, yeah. Raymond Blanche, yeah. which I'm fantastic friend with Raymond. Pierre Kaufman. Yes, it yeah. was. And he said, you know what I would like to learn? We like to learn Italians, how to make a good pasta, good sauce, and so and so and so. And, uh, 
And this friend, Marco, which we've been searched for many years, he was then a college with him and I said, look, he said, I'm glad you like to do all these things. There's only two people that can really teach it, uh, to make good pasta, good sauce, bread, all the things which I do now. Is one is my father, but he won't do, he said. But if you go to the New Street restaurant, there is a chef called Gennaro. He's, he's well known for Italian cuisine, but he's with Antonio Carluccio. So off he went, Jamie listened to him. So in those days we needed an assistant cook. So Jamie was quite young, God knows what age he was. Not supposed to work. 18 he was. No. Yeah. Less. 17, 17, yeah. 17. And uh, one morning, seven o'clock, this boy knocked on the door. You know, I was there since three o'clock in the morning at the Neil Street restaurant. I told all the delivery people, I don't want anyone to come before nine. So seven o'clock, he comes along. And I opened a door, which I was quite annoyed because I was busy. I thought it was a delivery man bring a vegetable so-and-so. Then out of the blue, I find this boy outside. Hello. I looked at him. I said, yes. He said, uh, uh, I'm looking for a job. I looked at him. He looked so young, 7 o'clock in the morning. What do you do it? So I never said to anyone, come in. So I, I was feel sorry. I said, come in. I said, uh, you want a drink? You know, I mean, they give him an orange juice or water. He said, cappuccino. And I was thinking, <coughs> sorry. I said, oh, this boy is old enough to have a coffee. Anyway, I said, okay. And uh, I said, what do you can do? Oh, I can do everything. I thought he was working experience. So I don't know why. I said, okay, come down. I'll give you a jacket and, uh, and uh, trousers, apron. He said, no, I got everything. So I gave him a job to do it. I believe after a few hours, he would leave. No, I locked him and I said, okay. He said, can I stay? I said, yeah, go upstairs. It was about 10 o'clock. There's the secretary telling me that you wanted to help us in the kitchen. The secretary come down, he said, hold on a minute, he said, chef. I said, what is it? You give him a, a job to this boy? I said, yes, he stayed two, three days. No, no, he wants a proper job. He said, he's old enough. I said, she said, yes. I thought it was uh, because he had a work experience. So uh, this is how we start. We start with Jamie, then he start to work. Uh, we gave him a job as a pastissier, a pastry chef, which he was doing well. But I noticed that he wanted to learn all this way to make a pasta, sauce. He was always there, helped me anything I was doing. Because I was come down very early in the morning, about three o'clock, and prepare all the maison place, we in French, we means all the line, all the food, the recipe, we had to do it. Also, we used to make bread, focaccia. By the way, we introduced the focaccia in England. You know that, uh, man. So off we go. And so he asked if he can work very early in the morning. By then, we create a bond. I said, big boy, I said, you work to 
one o'clock in the morning. Can you come down three o'clock again? Come on, let me try, let me try, let me try. Antonio didn't want anyone to come to work with me in the morning. He always afraid of something. Ariana said yes. And then he used to finish 12 o'clock, one o'clock, and about five o'clock, I didn't want to, to be earlier than that. He used to come in the kitchen to learn. Also he used to prepare me all the trays and the stuff the, that, the night before. And I gave him a couple of hours and I used to send him home. He didn't want to go because he can have a rest because 10 o'clock he had to start the work. Yeah. Sometime 11 o'clock. And since then, very early in the morning, we create very, very disclosed bond of a father and son. Oh. So what, like, if there was one dish that you, that, that, that evokes uh, your childhood, that, 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 that gives you um, memories of your past or is, is ultimate comfort food, if you had to choose one dish, Gennaro, and I know it's a very hard question with a, with a chef as big as Robert's Not really, Rogers, not what, really. What, what, dish, what dish is it for you? Gennaro, I like a simple food. Yeah. So one dish would be lovely spaghetti with a garlic and chili. Just spaghetti, garlic, garlic and, and chili. chili with a little very ripe tomato inside, cooked for five minutes, throw the pasta inside, roll it up, and I enjoy it. That's what Wonderful. I want. And what, what would that remind you of? Is that, is that what- It reminds my childhood because, especially when my father used to come up, back from work, he always wanted something quick. Yeah. And uh, he used to do a so my mom, any, any, any ripe tomato used to go around. Any basil, because he loved a basil. But yeah, and that, this is what you stand. And this is the one I always remind me. So such, such a simple dish. Simple. But, but you taught me how to make carbonara, right? You, you have, you have the touches. Without you, I'd never have added the pasta water. You've taught me. You've taught me so much. Yes. About, you know, I learned to cook pasta as Jamie did through you. You, you taught me about the, the mixing the pasta with the sauces. Talk us through your, your dish. So it is very simple. But if it's not done properly, it's not going to be the same. You start off. How much oil? All right. Well, if you're doing a carbonara. It's very nice to do a carbonara the right way. So, but let's. I would like to talk about the the spaghetti with the, yeah. the, the olive oil. Oh yes, yeah, spaghetti with olive oil. So simple, you know. You get good, very good olive oil. In Italy, always the olive oil is good. You have a pan, medium heat. You have olive oil inside. Crush of a garlic, cup of clove of garlic. Always. So completely dry. crushed or still crushed? Hard? Crushed, yeah. really yeah. crushed. Yeah. The reason why I crushed, or I slice quite thick, because sometimes, you know, people love the flavor of a garlic, but they don't like the texture. So when they're actually quite big, you can remove it. Little chili inside, don't have to be very strong. Fresh or dried? Fresh. If you don't have a fresh, use dry. Just to leave them a whole chili, all inside with the garlic. If you want a little bit stronger, you just pin with a little pin or you crush a little bit. Because yeah. if you slice it, it becomes quite hot. Then you let it seal a little bit. So you sizzle it? Yes, you have to yeah. sizzle it. You sweat. Yeah. And then you get fresh tomato, small cherry tomato, cut them in half or in a quarter. And then remove the pan of the gas because don't forget, when you put something which is water inside, oil splash everywhere. Remove a pan off the gas and slice. For one person, you need about five, six small cherry tomatoes, cut them in half, no more than that. You have them inside, then you get some basil, 
fuel level basil inside. Put it back on the gas, get some pasta water inside, have a leads on it because it will start to splash and let the tomato jump inside the water and the olive oil with the garlic, with the chili, with the basil. Then when the, everything starts to, to cool down, get a fork, scratch them a little bit, spaghetti ready, you cook spaghetti al dente. The word al dente is undercooked. The reason why, because if it's a little bit undercooked, you chew it longer when you eat it, and you taste it better and digest it better. And then with a fork, you make sure you really stir the spaghetti inside. You stir it, stir it, stir it, because the spaghetti needed to finish cooking inside the little bit sauce, and they won't be overcooked if there was inside the water. So the spaghetti, can be tagliatelle, grabbed all the lovely, because remember, the swallow, lovely flavor of the garlic, the chili, olive oil, uh, you know, the basil inside there, sprinkle a little bit of salt, moving again, make sure they're thickening up, all the water evaporated, put them on a plate, get a fork inside, roll it out. Oh, delicious, delicious. Well, if you want to put some parmesan inside. I was going to ask. You can put a parmesan inside as well, which is very good. Yeah. I prefer mine with that, but my God, parmesan make good everything. That sounds absolutely fantastic. A carbonara. And, 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 but, but, that, but that dish takes you back. It reminds you of your father. That is, remember, because it was almost... Uh, uh, no ritual. You know, I used to choose those tomato because tomato you never put them in a the fridge. In Monday, they never used to be a fridge. Don't put tomato in the fridge. How many of you put a tomato in the fridge? Come on, don't be afraid. Why? Can you tell me why? Keep us longer. They don't do anything. Tomato, bro, they're growing in the sun. They're like hot. Tomato, they got very thick skin. They won't go rotted. It doesn't matter if one or two goes rot, you throw them away, so what? Tomato needs to soft it up to do a sauce. If they're nice and ripe, those tomatoes, they're not good. They're good for anything. They're even good for salad. If you put tomato in the fridge, especially the big one, you take him out, you slice it, and you make tomato salad, rubbish. <laughs> rubbish. It's like the same like a strawberry. How many of you went strawberry picking? When you were a little child, or perhaps you have a children, you bring a strawberry picket. They give you a basket, and then you have to collect it, and then you wait. As soon as you walk in, when you're really full, you put some strawberry inside the basket. You go home, and you put them inside the fridge to keep it. And then the day after, you take them out, you eat it, and they taste the unripe tomato. They don't taste anything, because... Also, the strawberry, it needs to stay out a little bit. Also, it's a fruit that you need to eat. You can't just uh, get a lot, a lot of stuff and put them in a the fridge. There is no reason. And Gennaro, another question, last question. It's all right, you can ask a good timer for you. <laughs> What's up? Um, do you, is, is Sunday lunch a big thing in your house? So do you, do you still celebrate? Do you still sit down? Do you still have Sunday lunch with the, with, with the girls? Is yes. Yes. Very, very important then you sit with your family on the table and eat it, wherever you eat it, because table is like an altar, right? In the altar, in the, in the table, you have a meeting, you have discussions, 
you know, you're talking about people and friends while you eat. And every time you put a little bite inside your mouth, say, my God, this cannelloni, they're really good. Where do you get it from? Well, I made it. They will tell you the recipe is made. So is cannelloni, cannelloni a typical, a typical Sunday Cannelloni, uh, well, yeah. Cannelloni, yes. It's, it's typical. Like lasagna is typical. Yeah. Not pasta. But also in Italy, we do a lot of roasting as well. Yeah. Fishing as well. Antipasti. Don't let confuse the word antipasti with antipasta before you eat the pasta. Antipasta, a little nibbling almost at everything. You can make a nibbling, God knows. You know, for almost everything. Fantastic. So thank you very much for talking to us about your favourite dish and thank you very much for being a guest on the BBC Good Food podcast. Thanks so much for listening. For more recipes from all our favourite chefs, head over to bbcgoodfood.com and to find out how to get tickets for our summer show, which runs from the 15th to the 18th of June, head to bbcgoodfoodshow.com. <laughs>